Welcome to this recording for September 27. When we open the Bible, turn the pages, and read and study and learn, we are using a gift from God. It was no accident that His Word was given and transmitted to us. It is no accident that we have these occasions of preaching and teaching. I hope each of us are grateful for the gift of God's Word written and published in this book that we can read and use. And I want to spend a few minutes with you on the subject of gifts. And I want to begin by saying gifts always imply choice. When you hand someone a gift, perhaps there is a courtesy impulse to receive the gift and say thank you. Nevertheless, that's a choice. There may be circumstances where you are offered a gift you do not want. The gift is handed in your direction, but you, for some reason, do not want to receive it. Gifts always imply choice. Here's an example. You may get something in the mail, attractively printed, and in big headline letters it says, free gift but upon further consideration, you decide you do not want to receive that gift. Gifts always imply choice. Further, I want us to understand that gifts are invitations to receive something free that you didn't earn or buy. At a typical birthday party, for example, the birthday boy or girl or person isn't paid wages. Don't confuse Payday with birthday. The usual practice is on a birthday, gifts are given to the person having the birthday, something free, and all the recipient has to do is receive the gift and use it. Gifts always imply choice. Invitations to receive something free that you didn't earn or buy. So when gifts are offered, there are two options. Receive it and use it, or refuse it. What I'm talking about is very simple, common knowledge. Let's listen to Jesus in Matthew 7, 7 through 11. He said, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks it will be opened. Or which of you, if his son ask him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he ask for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask him? Parents generally know how to give gifts to their children. To follow up with Jesus' illustration, if a father gives his son a snake, we would expect the son's choice would be to refuse it. We are considering some very simple elements of gift giving. Let me take this to one more level, please. Stay with me. If a gift is refused, what could be some of the reasons for the refusal? Possibilities. You don't need it. You don't want the responsibility. 
You harbor hostile attitudes toward the giver. You consider yourself unworthy, or you think you already have the gift. I want to ask you to keep all of this in mind. And now, I'm going to start the sermon. Salvation is a gift. On the day of Pentecost, Acts chapter 2, when the apostle Peter preached the gospel of Christ, and when the people wanted to know what to do, he said, Repent and be baptized for the remission of sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Paul in 2 Corinthians 9.15 wrote, Thanks be to God for his inexpressible gift. Romans 6.23 says, The wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Salvation from sin given by God through Jesus Christ is not earned, merited, or purchased. It is a gift. Romans 6.23, the free gift of God. Now here is where I need to start using this frequently used Bible term. Grace. The religious world has always struggled with this concept that is so simple. The confusion about grace isn't something that comes from anything the Bible says. No, the confusion about grace was introduced and promoted by men. And I could at this point document a variety of viewpoints from man-made religious creeds. In this sermon, I would rather concentrate on the simplicity of the Bible message about salvation by grace. And it is God giving what we can receive. Think of giver, gift, and receiving, and that's it. That's grace. Grace is not ours to earn. It is God's to give and ours to receive based on the death of Christ. Now, that's not original with me. Faithful Bible teachers and preachers long before me have said this and have written this because it's written in the Bible. Grace is not ours to earn. It is God's to give, but it is ours to receive or not. So salvation is a gift, and like all gifts, it isn't forced on us. We can receive it or not. But let me add, everyone needs this gift. I mentioned last Sunday that in the first three chapters of Romans, Paul is developing this important reality that all mankind are guilty of sin. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, Romans 3.23. So no matter your race, education, location, character, guilt, previous indifference or affiliation, you need salvation. I need salvation, and we cannot merit or buy it. Everyone needs this gift. Salvation is a gift, and everyone needs it. This gift must be received and then kept. I want us to listen to the opening verses of Romans chapter 6. Romans 6, 1 through 4. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? 
Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. How do I receive the gift of salvation? By faith in Christ that causes me to obey him in baptism and then after baptism to walk in newness of life. Salvation is a gift. Everyone needs the gift, and it is received by baptism and then kept by walking in the new life, the life that the Lord has directed that you read about in the New Testament. Baptism accompanied by repentance and prompted by faith is not a basis of merit. You're not earning salvation. You are receiving the free gift. This is what grace is about. God's grace offers us the gift of salvation in Christ. Believing in Christ, we turn from our sins and we were buried with him in baptism to be recipients and keepers of the gift. Human efforts to write theological systems and enforce creeds and denominational traditions have twisted what is utterly simple in the Bible. God, in his abundant grace, is saying, I'll forgive you based on the life, death, and resurrection of Christ. To receive that gift, to accept the offer, repent and be baptized, and then walk in newness of life. Now, isn't it obvious how generous and loving the giver is? All through the Bible, God is depicted as a God of grace and mercy. James reflects this in his writing. James 1 verse 5, God gives generously to all without reproach. And then later in James 1 verses 17 and 18, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. God is generous, gracious, merciful. He wants sinners to be saved, sent his son for that purpose, and through his word is now pleading with and inviting sinners to accept the gift. Let's think of this. God was under no obligation to make us in his image, no obligation to let there be light, no obligation to give us direction, but he did. Creation is one of the first acts of God's grace. He made us in his image, gave us light, and has imparted instructions for us to live by. Now, I said creation is one of the first acts of God's grace. I want to tell you why I put it that way. Turn with me to Ephesians 1 and look at verses 3 through 10. Ephesians 1, 3 through 10. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ 
with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed us in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. It is an amazing statement of God's grace and love that he was making plans for our eternal good before we existed. As you read through the Bible from Genesis on, God is preparing the world for Christ. As you enter the New Testament, you meet Christ. You see him on those pages, and you appreciate what God is doing to save you. You discover who he is, what he did, where he is, and what you must do to be saved. And that all brings me to this question that may yield a positive answer for many who are listening to this, but I address those who need it. Have you been baptized? Why not? You may know that a gift is being offered. You may understand that Christ died for our sins. You may attend religious services somewhere, if you haven't been baptized, have you really received the gift of salvation? Now remember, gifts are offers, invitations, and you have a choice. If you have refused to accept the gift of salvation in the way the Lord has directed that the gift be received, why? You know the answer. You need to grapple with that. Have your Bible open to these passages that we've read, and we pray you will respond. We've been talking about gifts. We've been talking about giving and receiving. Here's the summary. God gives. He offers to save us and accept us into heaven through Jesus Christ. By faith, we accept that offer as faith is activated first in repentance, confession, and baptism, and then after that, walking with Christ day after day. These recordings reach some people who have not obeyed the gospel and who may now understand there is a gift to be received. Should we be able to help you understand this, and act on this, please get in touch with us. Thank you.